This segment brought to you by Maine West Animal Hospital. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. We're so glad you could attend. Come inside, come inside. There behind the glass, there's a real blade of grass. Be careful as you pass. Dog Talk with Dave McMahon on News Talk 610 CKTB. Welcome to the one of the best hours of your week right here with me, Dave the Dogman. Welcome to Dog Talk, everyone. Glad you could join us tonight. Hope everyone's doing well. Summer's over. We're heading into fall. (laughs) My guest on tonight's uh, program is no stranger to the Dog Talk radio show. He is a graduate of the Ontario Veterinary College. I graduated with a degree as a doctor, veterinary of medicine, DVM. And please say hello to our good friend, Dr. Aaron Bond, everyone. Uh, good evening, Dr. Bond. How are you? Hey, Dave. I'm doing well. Talk about Thanks. get right into it, eh? Hey? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's fine. How did your you know, summer go? It, it, it went fast. You know, I, somebody mentioned the other day we're seven months into this COVID thing, and I thought, holy, like, I can't believe it's that quick. I've got young kids as well, and obviously, like, they just, just grew up, and so it's, too fast, too fast. I'm not looking forward to this cold weather. I mean, this morning I got outside with the dogs, and uh, wow, it was chilly. Yeah, yeah, it was sure. chilly. Yeah, it was very, 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 very chilly. And so, yeah, the summertime was gone in the blink of an eye, but now we're heading into fall for sure. Yes, I, I yes. want to let the listeners know that you're the owner of the Maine West Animal Hospital in Welland, also the Heartland Niagara Animal Hospital on McLeod Road in Niagara Falls, and. Uh, Main West Animal Hospital is on Broadway in Welland, but once upon a time was on Main West, thus the name right. Main West. That's right. Long time ago. Yeah, a long time. And I want to let yeah. the listeners know that if they haven't heard this, that once upon a time you did your uh, co-op back when you were just uh, a, a youngin uh, yeah. prior to university. You did a co-op there at the Main West Animal Hospital and eventually went on to uh, purchase the uh, the established Main West Animal Hospital years uh you know, years later and after university, and uh, and now you're uh, you're busy, and your wife is also a veterinarian, Doctor Nicole Denodden. So I'll say hello to her when you get a moment. Sure will, sure will. Yeah, hey, you know, it's funny, Dave. I mean, um, you know, just give a little shout out to that co-op program. But if you're uh, if you're listening right now and you've got you know kids high school age, I mean, I find it's a great way. Um, do you ever have, have you ever had co-op students come to the, the academy, Dave, or anything like that? Well, we don't because we find that it's a conflict of interest with uh, the, the the instructor courses that we're I providing. See. Yeah, I see. Yeah. For us, though, but I've seen with groomers and, and other other professions, I really can't emphasize how how amazing that program is. Just for kids to kind of get a little taste of what they might want to do. For me, it was obviously instrumental in becoming a veterinarian. But a uh, big shout out to the the businesses that uh, and, and you know high school teachers that help facilitate that because it's quite a quite a great program yeah it's, it's unfortunate that you know i think with covid we're not allowed to take take students right now so um, we're looking forward to having them back but you know it's just a short time but it's really a really amazing program for me yeah i couldn't agree more the co-oping is is the way to go and uh and it gives them the exposure uh to the field that they're interested in mm-hmm so hopefully uh, that uh, program, you know, the concept rather of the, the co-oping uh, returns so that uh, kids can co-op at a place where they're going to eventually end up working at or owning or becoming an associate of. and Yeah, or, or figuring out that they don't like it, right? I mean, sometimes it's not for everybody, but nice to figure that out early on. Yeah. Now, for those, uh, now that you bring this up, for those interested in, in possibly uh, becoming a, a veterinarian, uh, what, what is the number one thing that you think people should consider? If, if you've got any young people listening and they're like, yeah, I, I, I think I, I would like to do that. Uh, uh, what, what are a couple of the things, uh, aside from the co-oping, that they really should be uh, considering? Yeah, I mean, I think that's a great question, Dave. I think you know anybody that wants to do something, uh, you know, I happen to love being a veterinarian and feel very, very fortunate to have had that career. Um, to just go for it. I mean, it obviously requires a lot of academics, and um, you do need to like school, and you do need to focus on your marks quite early and learn those skills. Um, but you do want to get some experience with animals as well, whether it's 
you know, volunteering at a kennel or with a veterinarian. Uh, or Humane Society. Humane Society, is, I was just about to mention that, it's a great one. Humane Society is probably the one you should do the most with uh, because they're always in such need. Uh, but just getting some uh, experience because you know, one thing veterinarian medicine, uh, just like human medicine, a lot of these professional schools take into account is uh, not just your marks, which are obviously quite important because there's a lot to, to learn academically, but um, are you a well-rounded individual? Do you know what you're getting into? Um, they want to accept people that, that have experience you know, uh, walking dogs and some of the more monotonous tasks of the job. It's all, it's not all glamorous. You know, we're sometimes picking up poop and, you know, washing dogs and all these other things. And, and they want to know that the person that they're admitting into that school um, knows what they're getting into. And so getting that, that, that experience. And of course, if you know, it's not, we're just not just all cats and dogs. There's a lot of large animal experience as well. So working with our animals and farms and, you know, potentially volunteering with some of these organizations that, I do horses for people with um, you know, certain health challenges and things like that. That can really help out as well. I wish I, I, I wish I had a, a group I could give a shout out to right now. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of blanking on it, but there's so many great opportunities working with animals. Um, but you know, you need to get that experience quite quickly. So, if you've got a young one at home, or, or, or you're, you're younger yourself and listening, get that experience uh, before you get to university because it's. It's hard when you get to university, you don't have time. And these are all great uh, prerequisites uh, that people should consider mm-hmm. uh, as, as they take the path uh, toward university. And they've got to have good marks to get into uh, the University of Guelph, the Ontario Veterinary College, no doubt about it. Yeah. And so, correct me if I'm wrong, was it seven years university for you, or did you go a bit longer to become a vet? Um, you know, Dave, I was, uh, I was lucky. I was able to skip through in six, but you can't do that anymore. Um, after I did that, they, they said no more. You know. They said enough <laughs> of you people <laughs> trying to fast track yeah. the education. Yeah, no, um, <laughs> it, it, it's seven full years now. And, uh, yeah, it's a long haul, just like medical school. That's right. Human, human medical school, obviously it's medical school, but yeah. yeah. So you gotta like what you're doing, but, uh, it's a great profession for myself, but you know, there's a lot of spinoffs to it too. There's veterinary technician, uh, veterinary assistant, um, so many different things working with animals that you can do. I mean, doing an apprenticeship with you and, 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 um, a lot of rewarding careers working with, with dogs and, and other pets too. Certainly. And speaking of pets, Dr. Bond, there is a wide range of species, uh, that you deal with as a veterinarian, aside sure. from aside from canines and felines, can you give the listeners uh, some example of uh, the different types of uh, animals that you have treated and cared for? Yeah, I mean, so obviously, you know, in our training, formal training, we learn everything besides people. <laughs> so we have to know it all, everything from fish. But in my practice, primarily, uh, you know, cats and dogs make it the bulk, but we do see regularly a lot of hedgehogs. Uh, sugar gliders, ferrets, rabbits, uh, hamsters, Syrian hamsters, turtles, all your your your, your reptiles. So, um, you know, leopard geckos to uh, you know to bearded dragons, all all our avian species. We do a basic stuff with so African yeah. greys, macaws. I mean, you name it, David. It's, it's like Doctor um, Doolittle. Well, you mentioned ferrets. I was instrumental in training a domestic pet ferret. Uh, for a lady who wrote a book called Training Your Pet Ferret by Barbara Somerville and Jerry Busis. The two of the wow. girls had uh, trained uh, um, this uh, this ferret with me and wrote a book. And Barron's is the publishing company, so anyone can go online and, and order a copy of this book by Barron's Publishing called Training Your Pet Ferret. And they, uh, they acknowledge uh, me. They mention uh, my name, Dave McMahon, as the animal trainer who uh, helped them condition their uh, their pet ferret named Patch to come yep. when called on a whistle and wow. to teach Patch to walk nicely on a leash. Right. And we used a lot of ferritone vitamin drops as a positive reinforcement. Oh, they love that stuff. So they, <laughs> the best way to their brain is through their tummy as well, <laughs> right? <laughs> it's like a bag of Doritos for them. It's great. <laughs> not, not in a bad way, but like they no, just no. love it. Yeah, yeah. They're really, really good positive reinforcement. You know, Dave, I know, I know it's funny, but... Um, you know, working with multiple species. It's very interesting, I find, especially with dogs. Um, I, you know, I didn't realize that they don't teach us this in vet school, but working with some people that have, you know, high-level training with ferrets, you know, they use, I, I didn't realize ferrets are, were domesticated for the purpose of, uh, of, you know, rodent control. And some people, 
Um, I know actually have trained ferrets that work in tandem with dogs. And same thing actually with uh, some of our, our um, aviary specialists. They have falcons and stuff for you know for hunting and other purposes, and they have a dog that's paired with them, and they work as a team to kind of you know, flush out you know these 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 animals. And it's really cool how how these multi-species, when trained properly, can work really well with dogs, especially. I mean, um, to kind of work work as a team. It's it's really neat. You know, they're such an intelligent being, the ferret. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, people don't realize, and some of them have been trained to do specialized uh, scent detection training yep. to indicate a variety of different things. So uh, They can just get in places you can't, right? You bet. They sure can. <laughs> Listen, we're going to take a short break. We're going to come back and continue our conversations with Dr. Aaron Bond. He is the owner of the Maine West Animal Hospital and the Heartland Veterinary uh, Animal Hospital. We've got a lot of things to talk about on the Dog Talk Radio Show tonight. I'm Dave McMahon, so please stick around. We'll be back with more Dog Talk right after this. Say I'm doing you wrong, doing you wrong. Well, don't you worry, baby, don't worry. Why do so many local pet parents entrust their cherished companions to Heartland Niagara Animal Hospital in Niagara Falls and Maine West Animal Hospital in Welland year after year? Simple. It's the way they treat their patients and the people who love them with dignity, respect, and the utmost compassion. Both vet clinics help make pet care affordable and offer financing to qualifying clients. We're still open, offering curbside pickup and routine visits. Maine West Animal Hospital at MainWestVet.com, Heartland Niagara Animal Hospital at NiagaraFallsAnimalHospital.com. Now that we're both working from home, having our office at the dining room table just isn't cutting it. Well, we have the spare room downstairs, but it's full of junk. Maybe we should call Cotton Inc. Great idea. I'll rent a bin, and I've got lots of stuff in the garage to get rid of, too. For bin rentals of any size, talk to Cotton Inc. Environmental Services for prompt delivery and removal with no hidden fees. Locally owned, proudly serving Niagara for over 40 years, and practicing social distancing to keep everyone safe. Visit cottoninc.ca for details. Oh, yeah, we have that special dog food. And we sure have that cat food. Not only do the employees at Pet Food Outlet speak pet. I'll bring it right out. They've learned to speak mask, too. Get all your questions answered at Pet Food Outlet, offering over 85 years of experience with new extended hours, Monday to Friday, 9 to 7, Saturday, 9 to 5, and Sunday, 10 to 4. Pet Food Outlet in Welland, making pets and their people happy. 905-735-PETS. Volksfest is on at St. Catharines Volkswagen. With 0% financing up to 72 months, plus complimentary 3 years, 45,000 kilometer maintenance, there's an SUVW to suit any family. Like the 2020 Atlas Cross Sport. Bold design, innovative features, and standard 4-motion all-wheel drive. Lease from 115 weekly, plus HSD with zero down. St. Catharines Volkswagen, a Wolfsburg Crest Club dealer for outstanding sales and service. 363 Lake Street, St. Catharines, stcatharinesvolkswagen.com. Is your dog awaiting orthopedic surgery? Start physiotherapy now! The Niagara Canine Conditioning Center offers discounted packages for rehabilitation. It is so important to have a certified therapist care for your dog. That's why you should contact the Niagara Canine Conditioning Center today for information and to book an initial assessment. As part of your dog's healthcare team, veterinarian referrals are required. Call 289-362-5900 or email info at canineconditioningcenter.ca. This segment brought to you by Niagara Canine Conditioning Center. Now, more dog talk with Dave McMahon. News Talk 610 CKTB. Dog Talk Radio Show, everyone. Glad you could be here with us this evening. We broadcast till 8 p.m., and if you ever miss a show, you can always check out the podcast directly from the radio station's website, which is www.610cktb.com. You can also go on Spotify and check out the Dog Talk Radio Show with me, Dave McMahon, on Spotify. A couple of weeks ago, I had the honor of uh, interviewing Will Chesney, the uh, U.S. uh, 
Navy SEAL who uh, took down uh, Osama bin Laden and spoke about his Belgian Melanois and talked all about uh, his involvement with that raid, with the Osama bin Laden raid, and talked all about his dogs and great time. So always exciting, fun things to hear on the Dog Talk radio show and always a chance to win good stuff too. Like right now, it'll be your chance to win a $25 gift card to my favorite breakfast joint in the city of Niagara Falls, Sunset Grill. That's right, you'll have a chance to win the $25 gift card to Sunset Grill, McLeod Road location in Niagara Falls, which, by the way, is the same plaza as uh, the Heartland Niagara Veterinary Animal Hospital. So uh, these questions that we do for the contests, I mean, they're not hard, okay? Uh, so you, you might not have to go to Google all the time, but certainly that is there for you if you need it. You know that. So here we go. The question is, what is the term for a male dog that is used for breeding purposes? What is that little term or nickname? What what is it? You know, is he is he big dog? Like, what's the term for a male dog that is used for breeding? Call now nine zero five six eight eight two five eight two. That's nine zero five six eight eight two five eight two nine zero five six eight eight two five eight two. What is the term for a male dog that is used for breeding? What do you call it? What do you call that? Starts with the letter S as in Sam. Not that hard. Phone lines are getting lit up right now. So uh, call us and you'll win the $25 gift card to the Sunset Grill. You'll come on air with me for a couple of minutes and uh, it'll be fun. You'll have some free breakfast. The omelets there are killer good, I'm telling you right now. We're in conversation with Dr. Aaron Bonney. He's a veterinarian and uh, an animal lover himself. He has golden retrievers. And born and raised right here in the Niagara region of Ontario. Dr. Bonnie, are you still with us? I'm still with you, Dave. Fantastic. Okay, terrific. Not sure if you had a chance to hear the Will Chesney interview. You know, I was just, it's funny, I was going to plug that uh, just before you said it. We're on the same page, even though we're not in the same room. That was an amazing podcast. You know, you told me about it afterwards. I went and listened. If anyone out there is listening, that's a well, with a great hour. It's just so interesting. You know? It was interesting. He's, a, you know, we learned that uh, the guy is is a super, super duper awesome guy. He loves dogs. You can hear how genuine he yeah. is when he talks about the dogs. Now, myself, uh, Doctor Bond, I was I was hoping for a little bit more grit and detail yeah. on, but you know, it was explained to me yeah, <laughs> that a, uh, a lot of it's classified. Yeah. Um, but still, I still thought it was an awesome, uh, awesome conversation that he and I had Yeah, and, you know, talking about his book and he certainly covered, you know, a lot of content. So yeah, if anyone hasn't heard it, you can go to Spotify. A lot of people don't realize dog talk radio show is, uh, is on Spotify. Just ch- punch in dog talk with Dave McMahon or the radio station's website. Uh, all the archive shows can be heard there as well. Yeah. So, uh, so you enjoyed that show, did you? I did, I did. Right on. So uh, so you, you can't participate in the contest of uh, what is the uh, term for a male dog that is yeah. used for breeding, because, of course, you already know and you can't win yeah, it. Yeah, but... pretty, pretty sure that was your high school nickname, right? <laughs> <laughs> it certainly was. Uh, I want to talk about vet bills. Sure. I mean, they can be expensive. Absolutely. Now, if, if someone gets a vet bill and it's a little bit more than they had anticipated, right? okay, Uh does your clinic provide uh, any sort of payment plans for these people? Yeah, uh, if so, that's fan- phenomenal. But if we could just kind of talk about that, um, you know, I know that there is a, a program that's been around for quite some time, the Farley Foundation, which will provide financial assistance for certain procedures uh yes. for people who qualify so i wanted to touch on that after but if we could touch on the first one if if folks were to bring a dog to you uh you know i i hear through the grapevine that you will provide some uh some a couple of payment options so yeah absolutely so um it's a good question because obviously you know what we want to do is we want to make sure we facilitate allowing people to care for their pets in a way that you know that they want to um and with also trying to plan for things as best as possible. So we do have our, you know, a basic membership program um, that, that, you know, covers a lot of your, uh, 
your normal preventive care needs, so annual vaccinations and exams and and you know routine blood work and fecal testing and parasite prevention, all that sort of thing. So, and that basically is spread out over you know a twelve month period. Uh, so, it really helps. You know, a lot of times all those costs come up at once in the springtime. So, that helps us kind of set that up for. And so, that's a huge thing, right? So, it really helps you budget um, for all the things you're expecting on a, on a yearly basis for things that are unexpected, which you know, happen unfortunately. Yes. You know, the hard thing is obviously. You know, to run a medical office, it, it, there's a lot of costs involved, the number Certainly. of people that are there, and equipment. So, um, you know, the, the price is like, the way we set the price, if you were to ask me a price on something, Dave, I actually don't know. And I'm not just saying that. We set, our, our, our prices are set through the Ontario Veterinary Medical Association, um, which are kind of decided by, uh, you know, based on what the services are provided uh, should cost, and we just we just kind of mirror that. But we do offer, uh, you know, financing through our website, for people that aren't able to afford things, and there's options for zero percent financing over so many months, you know, financing up to six months and up to twelve months. So uh, we do offer that. Obviously, you have to qualify from a credit perspective, um, but there's that option, right? So sometimes things are expected. I mean, if you have a dog that's hit by a car that has a broken leg, I mean, it might not just be through us, but if we have to call a specialist in or something like that, you could be looking at a three to four thousand dollar bill. Yeah. Um, you know, in human medicine, for example, that same broken leg would cost you, you know, fifty to sixty thousand um, dollars. Not that it's more expensive for no reason, just you know, as a comparison. Yes. Um, so that helps a lot. So there is that financing option. You can see that right through our website, and people can actually pre-check to see if they qualify for that financing uh, before they even come in. But you know, I, obviously, we talk to them. Another big part of it is too, Dave. For most things, we really try to go over treatment plans to let people know what things are going to cost. Uh, prior to doing it, we really want to make sure that you know we're working within people's budgets, so we don't just you know do do something and, and not tell you what the cost is within the degree that we can ahead of time, right? So um, we try to figure out if your dog comes in, or your cat comes in. Here's what needs to happen. Here's what's going to cost. Do we have your permission to proceed? If there's some issues there, uh, or we're not able to kind of work around that. I think most veterinarians do a pretty good job at doing that, it's trying to anticipate the cost more. Um, I think back in the day, the veterinarian, you know, relationship with clients is more of a trust-based thing where you, you give them your dog, you come out, and here's the bill. You know what I mean? Um, now it's more uh, trying to work together as a partnership to figure out here's the cost, what your needs are, what your, you know, financially, what the dog's needs are, what we want to do to help and figure that out together. Yeah. But well, that's good to know that you have uh, financial assistance available yeah. for those that qualify yes, if absolutely. by chance they get a, a vet bill that's a bit more steep than they had anticipated. For sure. For sure. And, and, and they, a lot of people can do that. Um, some people choose not to do that because you still have to pay for it at some point, but it just allows you to kind of spread that out uh, if you want to do that, right? So it gives you options so you're not just stuck. Um, for people that sometimes are. Uh, the Farley Foundation, I'll just talk about that for a second. It's a great um uh, Okay, what, what, can I interrupt you for, yeah, for a moment? Uh, we will have to stop uh, for a brief commercial break, so, but when we come back from break, if you would talk about the Farley Foundation, for those that have not heard about it, if you would uh, if you shed some light on it, uh, sure. I know that it's a great organization that's helped many people and many animals in a lot of different uh, circumstances. So if you could chat about that. Uh, when we return from break, that would be super. And just before we go to break, would you give us your uh, websites? Uh, if people are looking, they just got a puppy or they just adopted even an older dog for that matter, right? Sure. And they're looking for a, a veterinarian. We highly recommend you, Dr. Bunn. Can you please give your uh, websites to our listeners? Yeah, I mean, you can find us at uh, in Welland at Maine West Animal Hospital at mainwestvet.com. That's Maine West Vet. Dot com and Niagara Falls is NiagaraFallsAnimalHospital.com. So that's NiagaraFallsAnimalHospital.com. Thank you very much. And uh, we're just going to slide over to the phone for a moment and go to Pat in the Rose City of Welland. Uh, good evening, Pat. Welcome to Dog Talk. I'm Dave McMahon. Thank you so much. How are you, Pat? I'm great. Thank you. Good. So, Pat, you're trying to win the $25 gift card to the Sunset Grill at the Lowe's plaza on mcleod road and the question is what is the term for a male dog that is used for breeding i would think it's a stud you got it put your paws together for pat it's a stud it's not a dud now if he's (laughs) sterile 
if the uh, the dog that's used for breeding is turns out to be sterile, then he'd be a dud. But if he is uh, a dog that is uh, is not sterile and he's uh, he's in great shape, then yes, it's a stud. Yes, thank you for calling in, Pat. Please wait on the line. Our producer will explain how you're going to get your prize. And thank you for calling in. Enjoy the rest of your night, Pat. I will. Thanks. Thanks. Enjoy enjoy your show very much. Thank you, Pat. Pat calling in from the Rose City of Welland. She just won the $25 gift card to Sunset Grill in Niagara Falls at the Lowe's Plaza. They've got omelets with six eggs in their omelets. Go check it out, everybody. I'm telling you, it's phenomenal. A stud dog is what they call the male dog that's used for breeding. You bet. We'll continue our conversations with Dr. Aaron Bond the owner of Maine West Animal Hospital and the owner of Heartland Niagara Veterinary Animal Hospital right after we hear these words. Why do so many local pet parents entrust their cherished companions to Heartland Niagara Animal Hospital in Niagara Falls and Maine West Animal Hospital in Welland year after year? Simple. It's the way they treat their patients and the people who love them with dignity, respect, and the utmost compassion. Both vet clinics help make pet care affordable and offer financing to qualifying clients. We're still open, offering curbside pickup and routine visits. Maine West Animal Hospital at MainWestVet.com, Heartland Niagara Animal Hospital at NiagaraFallsAnimalHospital.com. Acceleration starts with the extended Lexus three-day event at Performance Lexus. Now through September 23rd, receive an additional 1.5% off lease and finance rates with rates as low as 0.4% on select Lexus models, plus delivery credits up to $3,000 on select Lexus models. Experience even more amazing during the extended Lexus three-day event. Now through September 23rd at Performance Lexus. Appointments welcomed. 262 Lake Street, St. Catharines. Details at performancelexus.ca. Oh, yeah, we have that special dog food. And we sure have that cat food. Not only do the employees at Pet Food Outlet speak pet. I'll bring it right out. They've learned to speak mask, too. Get all your questions answered at Pet Food Outlet, offering over 85 years of experience with new extended hours, Monday to Friday, 9 to 7, Saturday, 9 to 5, and Sunday, 10 to 4. Pet Food Outlet in Welland, making pets and their people happy. 905-735-PETS. Is your dog awaiting orthopedic surgery? Start physiotherapy now! The Niagara Canine Conditioning Center offers discounted packages for rehabilitation. It is so important to have a certified therapist care for your dog. That's why you should contact the Niagara Canine Conditioning Center today for information and to book an initial assessment. As part of your dog's healthcare team, veterinarian referrals are required. Call 289-362-5900 or email info at canineconditioningcenter.ca. Why do so many local pet parents entrust their cherished companions to Heartland Niagara Animal Hospital in Niagara Falls and Maine West Animal Hospital in Welland year after year? Simple. It's the way they treat their patients and the people who love them with dignity, respect, and the utmost compassion. Both vet clinics help make pet care affordable and offer financing to qualifying clients. We're still open, offering curbside pickup and routine visits. Maine West Animal Hospital at MainWestVet.com, Heartland Niagara Animal Hospital at NiagaraFallsAnimalHospital.com. This segment brought to you by Heartland Niagara Animal Hospital. Now, more dog talk with Dave McMahon. News Talk 610 CKTV. Ah, welcome back to the Dog Talk Radio Show. The great music of Mr. Steve Miller, the Steve Miller Band. Saw him in, I think, 95, 96. He resembles uh, Pando Stefanis, the breeder of uh, Belgian Melanoise. Deb and I said, look at that, it's Pando up there singing and dancing. She says, yeah, it does resemble our breeder, doesn't it? <laughs> Steve Miller, the Choker, all the great songs of Steve Miller. Anyway, as I digress, here we go, talking dogs on the Dog Talk Radio Show. Or are we talking ferrets? <laughs> uh, the next contest, you'll have the chance to win the 10-week group dog obedience course at the Dave McMahon Dog Training Academy. It's a $350 value. 
However, the training uh, is priceless. I mean, it says that right on our website. It says, our training is not expensive, it's priceless. That's what we say, big and bold, right on our website. We mean that. Anyone that's come to me for training realizes that you can't even put a price tag on it because our training will save a dog's life, especially when you call him and he returns back to you on the first command. So on today's broadcast, listeners will have a chance to win a 10-week group obedience course at the Dave McMahon Dog Academy. It's going to involve coming once a week for an hour on the same day in the same time every week. So I will train you to train the dog. So that contest will be coming up in a little while. So you have to stay close to your tablet, phone, computer, radio, however you're listening. All right? Because you you don't want to miss out on winning that. I'm in conversation with Dr. Aaron Bond. He's a veterinarian. As I mentioned earlier, he's our resident veterinarian, our go-to guy for any uh, canine medical questions on the Dog Talk radio show. Dr. Bond, you there? Ready and waiting. Ready, waiting, uh, willing, and able. Yes, That's sir. right. That's right. So uh, we've heard. I've heard over the years so many great things about the Farley Foundation. Yeah. And if you would shed light on it, as we uh, mentioned, um, and just let our listeners know about this, maybe they could explore their website. But certainly, what comments do you have, or what can you tell us about the Farley Foundation? Yeah. So I mean, the Farley Foundation was designed uh, through the Ontario Veterinary Medical Association. As a nonprofit foundation, basically to um, to help people that are you know in a disadvantaged situation financially with their pets, um, so that you know when the choice sometimes comes down between not having enough money or euthanasia, you know putting their dog to sleep, that there could be a third option to help them. So um, to be able to, to qualify this, you, you do need to prove financial need, uh, but it is there. And so what happens basically is you can apply to veterinary clinics. Each veterinary clinic uh, in Ontario has a certain amount allotted to them each year. It depends on how much money they raise. Sometimes it can be up to a thousand dollars or, you know, or more during each year. And so each, each, uh, each clinic has a budget for their Farley foundation that they can apply for, uh, for, you know, people that need that help, um, to, you know, help offset the costs, cost of veterinary bills. And so I'd really encourage anyone to, uh, to look at farleyfoundation.org. So farleyfoundation.org. And obviously, it's uh, off the dog in the, uh, the comic uh, Farley um, that, that it's based off of. And, you know, it's it's such an amazing charity because it helps so many people that are in that financial uh, problem, uh, you know, save their pet, basically. Uh, 75% of every dollar donated goes back to helping people, which is quite su- substantial for most charities. Um, and some, you know, it's not even as good as 50% because there's overhead promotion uh, the Ontario, Ontario Veterinary Medical Association does a great job of really keeping their overhead low. So you can donate online. I'd encourage people to go do their own research. Again, it's farleyfoundation.org. Um, they're always looking for donations to help. Um, you know, members of our clinic participate every year in an annual bike ride. It usually raises about $75,000 uh, through Ontario for this foundation. Uh, we do uh, you know, in-clinic fundraisers and stuff like that, but just... It really helps those that need the help the most. Um, so if you want to read more, go online uh, and certainly donate if you can. Yeah. You know, thanks for uh, for letting the listeners know about that. Once again, the website is? It's farleyfoundation.org. O-R-G. Now, there's a variety of pet insurance companies out there. Many of my clients have pet insurance uh, for their dog or for their cat. Is there a particular pet insurance company that you could uh, recommend that people explore? Yeah, I mean, you know, the, the top ones are uh, definitely uh, True Panion is, is, is certainly one of the one of the you know biggest ones out there. Can you repeat uh, that name again? It's called True Panion, so T R U P A N I O N. There's Pets Plus, uh, Pets Plus Us. Uh, there's Pet Secure. You know, PC like uh, you know President's Choice Financial offers one. Um, I, I think Purina does as well. You know, they're always kind of changing uh, in and out as they you know buy each other. But you know, True Panion and Pet Secure are certainly big biggest ones. There's Pets Plus Us it would be the, the next one. And I think it's really important to take a look at pet insurance. It might not be right for everybody, but what it's there for is that emergency situation when um, you know something happens that you're not prepared to pay for. And I think you know. With all insurance, it's really important that we don't look at this as an alternative way to pay. You don't ever want to use insurance. That's the bottom line. 
you want insurance there for that doomsday scenario, something happens that you just can't you can't afford. So it's not there to cover routine stuff like you know dental treatments and you know small little things. It's there for the catastrophic stuff. Your dog gets cancer or gets hit by a car or you know heaven forbid something really bad happens. And the time to look at it, Dave, I can't stress this enough, is when your pet is healthy. So yeah. Very, very, very healthy. You can't exactly. get a car accident and go shop for car insurance after. You know, yeah. so you want to look at it as a puppy. Uh, that's the biggest thing I can do. They, you won't get coverage for whatever your problems your dog has once you've got uh, an issue. Well, I've never had pet insurance, and I certainly don't rule it out. But many of my clients at the Dave McMahon Dog Academy in Niagara Falls, they do have uh, pet insurance with a, a variety of different uh, uh, pet insurance companies out there, and uh, from what uh, I've heard from them is uh, they're all happy with whatever plan they have. Yeah. So it's certainly something that I wanted to bring to everyone's attention, and I'm I'm glad that you were able to mention the names of some of those uh, companies where people could go online and explore that and maybe get a package that will work for them. Because, yeah, and I, uh, I would suggest, Steve, because, again, they're, you know, they're always changing plans, things like that. Anytime you want to do pet insurance, um get no less than three different quotes because they're all tiered differently and looking differently. Um, and you've got to realize, you know, whatever you've got with your, between the pet insurance is between yourself and the pet insurance company. So um, your veterinary can help you, but ultimately, you know, that's the relationship you have with the insurance company. Um, you want to really look into that pretty, pretty well because they're all uh, staggered differently and some cover more routine stuff and some are just for accidents. The one thing I'd highly suggest though, is you make your insurance premium, for any insurance generally, as high as you possibly can afford because, um, you know, still making it low, you know, $100, you know, if you, if you can afford $500 or $1,000 deductible, um, you'll lower your monthly premium substantially, which is your co- your biggest cost. Right. Right. So really ask yourself, what, what sort of deductible can I afford? And pick the maximum amount that you could afford comfortably as your deductible because it will really drop your premiums. Yeah, good advice, good advice. Uh, We are going to take a a short break. We'll come back and continue our conversations with Dr. Aaron Bond from the Maine West Animal Hospital and the Heartland Niagara Veterinary Animal Hospital. Contest time, however. Listen up, put on your thinking cap. No one said these questions would be difficult, as I mentioned before. Uh, It's a short program. We're only here for an hour, so we can't have a, you know, sort of bumper-stumper kind of questions that uh, make you spin and uh, pull your hair out for uh, an hour or so. Here's your chance to win a 10-week group obedience course, a 10-week group obedience course at the Dave McMahon Dog Training Academy in Niagara Falls. And all you got to do is answer this question. Are you ready? The question is, what is a female canine referred to as? What do you call a female canine? 905-688-2582. It's 905-688-2582. What do you call a female canine? What do you call them? Starts with a B. <laughs> Take a short break. We'll come back with Dr. Aaron Bond. Why do so many local pet parents entrust their cherished companions to Heartland Niagara Animal Hospital in Niagara Falls and Maine West Animal Hospital in Welland year after year? Simple. It's the way they treat their patients and the people who love them with dignity, respect, and the utmost compassion. Both vet clinics help make pet care affordable and offer financing to qualifying clients. We're still open, offering curbside pickup and routine visits. Maine West Animal Hospital at MainWestVet.com, Heartland Niagara Animal Hospital at NiagaraFallsAnimalHospital.com. Rosie's Breakfast Cafe and 610 CKTV. The best pairing since bacon and eggs. Weekday afternoons, Tom McConnell has your chance to indulge in a delicious breakfast from Rosie's Breakfast Cafe with a $50 gift card. Check out their cowabunga sandwiches and ice cream, too. The tastiest prize on the radio. Courtesy of Rosie's Food Love in Port Dalhousie and News Talk 610 CKTV. Get all the details and see even more contests online at 610CKTV.com. Mmm. 
Oh, yeah, we have that special dog food. And we sure have that cat food. Not only do the employees at Pet Food Outlet speak pet. I'll bring it right out. They've learned to speak mask, too. Get all your questions answered at Pet Food Outlet, offering over 85 years of experience with new extended hours, Monday to Friday, 9 to 7, Saturday, 9 to 5, and Sunday, 10 to 4. Pet Food Outlet in Welland, making pets and their people happy. 905-735-PETS. Volksfest is on at St. Catharines Volkswagen. With 0% financing up to 72 months, plus complimentary 3 years, 45,000 kilometer maintenance, there's an SUVW to suit any family. Like the 2020 Atlas Cross Sport. Bold design, innovative features, and standard 4-motion all-wheel drive. Lease from 115 weekly, plus HST with zero down. St. Catharines Volkswagen, a Wolfsburg Crest Club dealer for outstanding sales and service. 363 Lake Street, St. Catharines, stcatharinesvolkswagen.com. Is your dog awaiting orthopedic surgery? Start physiotherapy now! The Niagara Canine Conditioning Center offers discounted packages for rehabilitation. It is so important to have a certified therapist care for your dog. That's why you should contact the Niagara Canine Conditioning Center today for information and to book an initial assessment. As part of your dog's healthcare team, veterinarian referrals are required. Call 289-362-5900 or email info at canineconditioningcenter.ca. This segment brought to you by Niagara Canine Conditioning Center. Now, more dog talk with Dave McMahon. News Talk 610 CKTV. Well, I'm packing up my game and I'm ahead out west with real women coming quick with scripts and fake. Welcome back to the Dog Talk Radio Show, the only radio talk show in our beautiful country of Canada that is 100% dedicated to dogs and to people and to ferrets and to cats. <laughs> I once dated a girl who asked me if I wanted to meet her. Hang on a second. <clears throat> Excuse me. Once dated a girl who asked me if I wanted to meet her, her brrk meow. And I said, what's up, brrk meow? She said, well, that's my pussy cat. She's brrk meow. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> that was the name, uh, the name that she would give to the cat. Meow. Anyway, moving along, Carol is on the line. She's going to attempt to win the 10-week dog obedience course compliments of the Dave McMahon Dog Academy in the city of Niagara Falls, established 34 years ago. Not that I'm counting. Good evening, Carol. Welcome to Dog Talk. I'm Dave McMahon. Hello, Dave. Thank you for taking my call. It is my pleasure. Carol, are you first-time listener, first-time uh, caller? What's the I'm story the with you? I'm a uh, winner. First-time winner? How do you know? Uh, well, I've never won anything before. Well, how do you know you're going to win? Uh-oh. What's that? Uh-oh. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. What's the question? <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so, well, it's your chance to win a 10-week dog obedience group course at the Dave McMahon Dog Academy. What do you call a female dog? What's another name for a female dog, Carol? Come on. Okay. What's the name of a female What's another name for, name female? for a female dog? Female dog. Yeah. What do you call a female dog? Carol. Starts with the letter B. That's your hint. That's all you're getting okay. out of me. Bitch. Pardon, Carol? Bitch. Can you say it again? Bitch. Can you say it louder? Uh, on the radio? Go ahead, Bitch. Carol. Very good. Congratulations, Carol. You won a 10-week dog obedience course. Compliments of the nice people down there at the Dave McMahon Dog Academy. You're going to school, Carol. Put your paws together, everybody, for Carol. You are going to school. I'm going to train you, Carol. Oh, thank you, doggy. I'm going to train you, Carol. I'm going to train you how to train your dog. How's that sound? Thank you very much. You're welcome. Congratulations, Carol. Stay on the line. Our producer will explain how you get your prize. Carol's going to school, everybody. (laughs) Very good. Dr. Bon, are you still there? Still here, man. Oh, my God. We're having too much fun in the studio. I don't know if you can tell. Yeah. You know, the the dopamine is uh, just going right to my head here. I love to give away stuff on the show, as you know. I I think you need to do a a sit-in DJ. A DJ set where you just get to choose all your music for for one hour. Yeah. A pretty groovy ride. You know, it really is. Uh, for those that don't know, uh, what is the best age to spay or neuter the dogs? And always my guess is six months old. But it can vary on uh, certain uh, size of dogs, uh, larger dogs perhaps. But if you could give your professional veterinary uh, opinion on what is the best age to spay or neuter dogs. 
Yeah, that, that's a great question. And, uh, you know, I think 10 years ago the answer had been hands down six months old. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I think what we need to look at really is we're starting to see some more uh, data that says, you know, for large breed dogs, dogs that are typically over, let's say, 50 pounds uh, as an adult weight, there is some studies that are saying that they might be beneficial to wait till at least a year old um, to before getting them spayed or neutered because those hormones, testosterone, estrogen, are obviously big uh, factors in influencing your musculoskeletal growth, so your bones, your tendons, your ligaments, and things like that. And there, some some of the preliminary data is suggesting that for some of these large breed dogs, they may be a little bit more prone to uh, to injuries later in life. Uh, or things like you know elbow dysplasia, hip dysplasia, cranial cruciate ligaments, like your ACL tears. So um, you know it's a conversation I like to have with people. Obviously, for female dogs, they might go through a heat, which so some people don't like. So there's a little bit of you know pluses and minuses. But um, you know I think especially for giant breed dogs and some large breed dogs, if owners can uh, probably you know waiting closer to a year. Uh, or even a little bit longer is beneficial from their growth perspective. Yeah, so G- give them yeah, chance to mature a bit. That's good. Yeah, for sure. Excellent. And, and, it, and it makes sense. You know, I mean, they're not they're not fully grown. You know, for most of these, let's say a lab, for example, um, not fully grown till about year and four months, year and five months, some in there. And you know, big Great Danes. I mean, might not be fully grown till a year and a half to uh, you know a little bit longer than that. So obviously, those hormones are influenced with that. Good, good but advice. It's a bigger, it's a bigger procedure, uh, so there there are some pluses and minuses. I would suggest having that conversation with your veterinarian and, and going all over all those details. If you are in that category where you're getting one of those dogs spayed, small dogs go six six months is is no problem. Great, great, good advice. Now, one of our uh, dedicated listeners, uh, Mr. Kaufman. From the Rose City of Welland, he has uh, asked me to ask you a question. I do believe he's not able to catch the live broadcast. He'll listen to the podcast later. Uh, He had a question about ringworm and the rash that it produces or can produce. Can you touch on ringworm? Uh, Yes, absolutely I can. So I would say, Dave, ringworm is, in dogs specifically, is very uncommon. doesn't mean it doesn't happen, but a lot of times it's very uncommon. And I'd say probably 95% of the cases, so a ringworm, a ringworm is a fungus, first of all, and it's, uh, it is contagious. You can get it from the environment uh, or you can get it from other dogs, and people can actually get it from dogs as well. So what happens is it develops, uh, the, the fungus gets in the skin, in the epidermis, which is the, uh, you know, the upper layer of the skin, and it eats away and causes a little bit of a localized infection. So the hair will fall out in that area, and you'll get a bit of a red rash in a, almost a circular pattern. Not always circular, but often circular. Um, the trouble is, again, because it's not that common, allergies, you know, where you get bacterial skin infections, look identical. And so a lot of times what we think is ringworm, especially this time of year, Dave, in the fall, August, I'd say without even, you know, doing any testing, 95% of the suspected ringworm cases are, in fact, allergic dermatitis or allergies. Ah, so it can be misconstrued for, yes. Yeah, so it's not often that, but it can happen, and it's easy to get tested at your veterinarian. They come in, they can take some samples of the skin and some hair plucks and send it out for DNA testing. Results come back within three to four days, and we can rule that out. Um, And it, it should be ruled out as well because it's one of those things. So, I would suggest if you think it's there to test for it because it is contagious to people. Cats are a different story. They tend to have it a far higher frequency, especially if they're from um, large-scale breeding operations, humane society, and things like that. So um, if you see those lesions on cats, it's far more likely to be uh, ringworm. And dogs this time of year, less likely. Still a good idea to get tested, but I wouldn't panic right away until you see a veterinarian. Yeah, yeah, good, good, good advice. I appreciate that. Uh, quick story. Uh, I think it could have been seven, eight years ago, and it stands out in my head uh, so as if though it was yesterday. Uh, a client came in and registered her dog for obedience classes, and it was a dog that she had adopted from someone. And the dog, you know, had a funny sound, right? So I'll try my best to mimic the sound. It was hi, 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 like this. Hush, hush, hush. And I said to my apprentice, I says, this dog has been debarked. Yes. And so I said to the client, I says, uh, the dog, your dog has been debarked, I believe, by, by the sounds of the dog. Yes, yes, uh, I guess the previous owner had the dog uh, 
debarked to wherever she got, I don't know what province she got the dog from or whatever it was. Um, we, I'm not in favor of debarking a dog. I, I'm, you know, but maybe uh, I'm sure this is obsolete now. I mean, are there veterinarians severing vocal cords to debark dogs nowadays? You know what, Dave? I don't know personally of any. And you don't know of any vets that are doing it. But... I don't know any vets that do it. And personally, I think um, you know, I think that's a really terrible idea. Again, terrible idea. I'd have to look to see whether it's legal or not in Ontario. I'm not sure that it is, to be honest. Um, but I'm not an expert on. I should be an expert, but I don't know right off the top of my head. But it's a really bad idea. I think there's much better ways to manage your dogs, you know, barking that are far more effective and humane. And not to mention, you know, debarking has potentially catastrophic risk with health with health. I mean that's not an easy surgery to perform. You can have, you know, death from that surgery and you know throat swelling and far more likely to aspirate, you know, developing pneumonia if they vomit. So I would not suggest that in the No, in the, I don't think the they could find a veterinarian, at least in this province, that would be you know, willing to debark the dog. Yeah, I don't know of anybody that, that does. So if your dog's barking too much, don't even consider having the dog surgically debarked. No, uh, I don't know what the medical term is, but uh, we don't want you to do that. There are lots of good behavioral uh, advice and consultations I can provide you with to uh, to overcome why the dog is barking. We can get to the, to the origin of mm. the problem and stress or anxiety and work through it. But uh, I'll never forget that sound that the dog had made. <laughs> Well, they're still trying. That's the whole problem. You know, they're still trying. They're still getting upset, and they really need a behavioral solution for that. So, yeah, if your dog's barking too much, go see Dave. That's yeah. what I tell all my clients. And I appreciate anything behavior, Dave. I mean, you do a great job there, and we just, um, yeah, we send them right over. Well, I appreciate that. Now, uh, your your feelings, your feeling on uh, ear cropping dogs. Yeah, uh, not, not, a, not a fan. Um, at all. You know, I think it's unnecessary. There can be some really serious complications. Quite painful. Um, you know, I don't, that's me personally. I, I don't judge, you know, clients that, that have that. Some no. do and they like that look, but I wouldn't personally do that for my dog. Um, you know, and right now the, the stand for the Veterinary Medical Association on Cosmetic Surgery, you know, doing tails and ear cropping is that um, they don't suggest it uh, unless it's for medically necessary purposes. It's It's not illegal because the uh, the government of Ontario would have to mandate that law. But, uh, you know, the Veterinary College and the, uh, the the Ontario Veterinary Medical Association are have made a stand and, and said they don't support those procedures. Yeah, so you're not in favour of the ear cropping. Uh, my one Doberman I got years ago had the ears cropped when I bought the dog, and yeah. the other one was just floppier, floppier yeah. Doberman. And, uh, They're no know. less lovable and still beautiful. That's right. Dr. Aaron Bond, thanks uh, for joining us on Dog Talk. It's always a blast having you on the show. You're a fountain of information and a breath of fresh air. Continue the great work you do with all the animals. My pleasure, Dave. Absolutely loved it. Take care. Have a good night, Dr. Bond. Thanks for listening, everyone. I'm Dave McMahon. Check out my website, davemcmahon.ca. That's davemcmahon.ca. Dave McMahon, Dog Training, Niagara Falls, Ontario, Canada. Look me up. I'll help you out with your dog. Have a good night. See ya. Bye.